0: Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode 41. As always, I am one of your hosts, Mike Martin, and joined by my two good friends, a.k.a. not skinwalkers, Alex Faciane. How's it going, bud?
1: Speak for yourself. I am no. I might be a skinwalker. You did shave your beard, so I am nervous. Yeah, and I don't last know who time you are I anymore. got up and got killed and replaced by a skinwalker. so It's also,
0: I mean, we don't know that that did not happen, yeah, is the thing. That's all I'm saying. And uh, witness to such an event is also our other uh, host, Jesse Cox. What's up, my man?
2: I mean, I'm not a skinwalker, but, like, <laughs> I'll walk all over your skin.
0: <laughs> I like, That's some a Buffalo Bill is, shit. Alex's That's some Buffalo
1: Bill <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'll walk all over your skin, baby. Mm, and I'll they walk wear all over it, your it skin. I'll turn into a bear, and I'll climb inside your body.
2: Mm. <laughs> Alex's a... disapproval was like, mm-mm.
1: Did you guys, hear it? Did Just, you guys this, hear it? I am already sad. Did you guys hear it? It's Wednesday, uh, February 9th or 5th or whatever it was, 9 p.m., the sea yeah, the day.
0: I was going to ask how everybody's sea day went.
1: The C day prayer? Did anybody get contacted by extraterrestrial entities? I'm not going to lie.
0: Last night, I was outside. I may have had a little something, something in my hand, and I was enjoying a really nice cold night. And I looked up, and I saw the moon and the stars, and out in the distance, I saw this orange little light, and it was really slowly moving towards me. And I was watching it through the trees, and there was a part of me that was like, This is it. I'm finally witnessing a UFO. This is so weird. And I was entranced. And then it got close, and I could see the blinking lights of the plane. And it just went over, and I was you, just like, so in sad. in the distance,
1: you heard that song. The second star to the right. Every night for you. So I,
0: unfortunately, I did not hear that song either. And that would have been my entire night. But nothing happened. I got nothing. No, no contact. How about you? Did you too? Have any alien contacts? So what I'm contact? saying is
2: you had the same alien contact everyone else who's had alien contacts has had.
0: I don't believe them. listen I'll be honest. Jesse.
2: Listen, Jesse.
1: Everybody. Not everybody. Listen, I took it serious, okay? I lit a candle. I did a little I got a little vibe going with the music. Turned the lights down low. I earnestly repeated the uh prayer two to three times. And regardless of what happened, I'll tell you this. I felt fucking great. Regardless.
2: So nothing happened. Did, too. did anything happen? Did nothing anything happen?
1: No. I don't know. Maybe it did. <laughs> I don't have a beard anymore. You know, I'm that's just saying.
0: True. You never know. <laughs> what? The men in black pinned your ass down and just shaved your beard. I don't remember.
1: They look, they're notoriously good at wiping memories, at least according to Will Smith.
0: <laughs> and well, uh I or. guess that's a great segue into what today's episode is, boys. You know, we had our seatbelts. making of on.
1: Men in Black the movie,
0: the, exactly. Will Smith is here, everybody. How's it going, Will Smith? Ha ha. I'm good. I'm that's hot.
1: <laughs> that was your Will Smith,
2: <laughs> dude. You got a good. You
1: got a great Will Smith. <laughs> oh damn! There you go. <laughs> damn.
0: Well, well, that's like three episode. phrases he says in every movie. Well, you know, everybody has their catchphrases. dude. Yeah. You know, Sonic is chili dogs or something. Yeah. Have you seen the Sonic movie yet? No, I heard it was pretty good, though. I did, Me too. I heard the same it thing. Was, I it,
2: was, it. it was an all right cinematic experience.
0: Hey, that's I'm, the best we've heard about a video game movie in a long that's time. That's a ringing endorsement in my, to my <laughs> it ears. It really is. It really is. Um, but anyway, as we said, last episode, you know, let's rewind a little bit. We brought you back. I had you buckle in. It was a ride and a half. We learned about Barker and all these other people and where we believe that the, or uh, well, at least what we what we know as modern day men in black originated from today on episode two and the final part of the men in black series that we're doing here it's all about theories what the men in black are who they are why are they here and all the different reasons people have come up now this may surprise you or not surprise you jesse but it's gonna be a bit of a loosey-goosey episode because hey there's not a whole lot (laughs) of really good evidence as to the men in black and why they're here there's there's a lot of like encounters and reports but there's no unlike aliens where we have this vast mythology of the different species and why they might be here and the workings of the government the men the men in black out of all of it is they're 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 your classic spooks there's not much there to go on so it means deep diving and looking for anything you can to find out what you believe the Men in Black are. Oh, now yeah, there's gonna be,
2: a, be a great episode. <laughs>
0: there's gonna be some com- <laughs> like some of the heavy common stuff, which we'll start out with right away. The stuff that most people think that you know, if you are a true believer in some regard, this is what you likely believe. But there is some crazy, crazy stuff, and one of the things we're gonna talk about, of course, is Dan Aykroyd today.
2: Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes!
0: <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. We're gonna we're gonna talk about his encounter with the Men in Black. And uh, what, how that might tie in with, with government. Don't laugh, Jesse. Don't laugh. I had I some of his ha- Crystal Head Vodka over help. the past week, by the way. It was pretty uh-huh. good.
2: I can't help it. Look, Dan Aykroyd fluctuates on a spectrum of, like, <laughs> genuinely entertaining to supremely crazy. And Aliens I are real, know, dude. <laughs> I just want you to know that uh, I can't wait for whatever this is going to be.
1: I can't wait for Men in Black episode two. If only the movies had stopped after two, you know? <laughs>
0: The movie should have kind of stopped after one. Yeah, Let's be yeah, totally, totally real.
1: That's true. But we well, did get to see what's her name from the practice make Lord fun of her Flynn own. Boyle? Yeah, oh her own. God. She made fun of her own like anorexia or whatever. In Is this the movie. on the third one?
0: No, no she's in the second, second one. Okay, she's the villain. It's been so long. It's the one with Johnny she Knoxville. And, uh, Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> yeah,
1: are the bad guy. <laughs> oh my god, I don't remember this. She at lifts all. up her shirt at one point, and you oh, can wait. see a slice of pizza. In her stomach, from outside of her, from outside of her body, like anaconda,
0: like anaconda, like Owen okay, Wilson's well, body in Anaconda. When it's like, uh, she might be a Men in Black. It's it's who effin knows.
2: Alex just did a great visual gag that no one can see. So here's
0: here's some fun things we're gonna talk about. But the first thing is. If there's one thing that runs true among all men in black encounters, no matter the theory that we talk about today, the men in black are always there for a very specific reason. to usually threaten you into silence or at least convince you to stay quiet about whatever it was that you saw. Usually in modern reports, it is the UFO, but we're actually going to start by going back even further where we may actually have one of the truest first encounters with the men in black. Now, there are some stories in 14 and 1500s Europe that Bullshit. may be, Bullshit. that may be, but no. we're not going to talk about those because no. I could not find anything physically there. Okay, but I was what I about, was...
2: Shut up. You were not about to tell me like, in the Renaissance. Leonardo DiCaprio created the Leonardo first DiCaprio?
0: <laughs>
1: Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> he was there, he was there, dude I'm telling you Once upon a time in Hollywood, star Leonardo DiCaprio He's immortal, dude, he is a He's man like like in Doctor black He's like
0: Doctor Who? He's like, pull yourself through the time stream, Teddy
1: <laughs> That's
0: like Keanu Reeves more like He never uh, ate
2: I meant Da Vinci, but DiCaprio just. Oh, alright,
0: well <laughs> I was thinking DiCaprio However I am going to pull you back into the 29th of February in 1691, Shut up. Salem, not... Massachusetts, no. No. to a testimony. <laughs> I believe him because he's from nearby. It. I live in this area. I'm not too far. A testimony during the Salem a Salem witch, witch trials. A Salem Shut witch up. trial against an Indian slave by the name of Tituba.
1: No, it's not Tituba. Heard.
0: Fuck this. <laughs>
1: it's not. By the name of this... Agent K. <laughs>
0: oh, shut up. Can I Tichuba? help you? Can I help you?
1: I think no! this is where Tichuba's from, right? Like the like the occult nature of
0: the word the name Tichuba. Oh shut up. There you go. It's the beginnings, dude. It's the beginnings of it all. There's a large, large interview. You can actually read the trial and the questions and the answers that she gave. And it's fascinating. And but again, a lot of it's the Salem Witch trials, and as we all, you know, know. People are going to confess to things in the middle of being tortured, Tituba so not to die. Tichuba of the Crucible,
2: Tichuba, famed <laughs> Tichuba, who <laughs> is a, now a character in movie and TV. Tichuba,
1: right. dressed in black. Remember her, that just in case you have a face her, to face and make contact. It's,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually because of this trial. Nineteen men and women died uh, and were hung in some way because of her confessions and the like. But while well, she was being talked about, about uh, whatnot this particular Men in Black, and Men in Black, and if you even want to consider them Men in Black in this era, weren't connected with UFOs, much like they are now. In fact, they were much more connected to devil worship and magic back then. And they were sometimes seen with other creatures. So in this particular uh, cutout, we're going to talk about uh, just little. I'm going to read you this interview. It starts with the judge and then it goes to Tichiba and goes back and forth. And it's just a short little thing. So, people hang by out, me.
1: T I T. She's being interviewed saw, about uh,
0: a woman that she was watching by the name of Sarah Osborne. And she's being asked right here, what hath Sarah Osborne? What did Sarah Osborne have with her at the time of being seen? And Tichiba replies, yellow dog. She had a thing with a head like a woman with two legs and wings. Abigail Williams, that lives with her uncle Paris, said that she did not did see the same creature, and it turned into the shape of good Osborne, potentially Skinwalker, we don't know. Then he asks, what else have you seen with Osborne? She continues to say, another thing, Harry, it goes upright like a man, it hath two legs. And he goes, did you, see, did you not see Sarah Good upon Elizabeth Hubbard last Saturday? And she says, I did see her set a wolf upon her to afflict the persons with this maid, did say that she did complain of a wolf. And then it finishes up with like what else she saw. So, what's interesting about that is she believes, or at least she's speaking, that the person who stood up on two legs, potentially man in black, they were dressed in all black, uh, but she was also seen to have a hairy creature that stood upright on two legs with her. Potentially, the theory goes that that creature could also be a man in black with none other than A Bigfoot. What? What? Wait, what do you mean with a Bigfoot? So, she saw this person with dark clothes standing and get up like a dog, standing on two legs, but with them. And I quote, she had a thing with a head like a woman on two legs. Hairy, it goes upright like a man. It hath only two legs. So, the thing that she saw also had a hairy man with two legs that stood upright with them. And it was wearing a black suit as well? They might. No, that oh. was not. The, it was just the person that was a man in black and then <coughs> what they believe could be a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch with them in the back as well. And that is the earliest record of anything that you could consider a man in black. That's like the monster up. mash. But this is going to be important later on when we talk about potentially men in black not necessarily being government workers, but more of a conjuration of the collective unconscious. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming the two of you have heard the word tulpa before. No. Tulpa. Okay. So a tulpa in the West, uh, think of it like a mind creature, uh, something that's brought to life through your thought. Um, yeah,
1: I know this. This is like kind of like what some people say poltergeists are kind poltergeists, of, right? Poltergeists,
0: yeah. But tulpas can be, can be kind of seen as poltergeists as well. Uh, they're like they're actually something who I, I used to do. Yeah. They're also attached to a lot of out-of-body out of, out of body experiences. Buddhism uh, is very heavily attached to it. Um, but basically, Tulpa, just to give you a quick rundown, is uh the idea of an, uh, a creature just being created via mental powers. <laughs> it's really just thinking something into existence like a really hyper-intelligent inv- imaginary friend. The danger of a Tulpa, though, is that if you empower it too much, it can kind of become cognizant of its own... Of its of its own uh existence and then become a separate being and, and separate itself from from the person. So is that uh, what Tinkerbell is? Thought form is another word for it. Uh that kind of thing. You know Tinkerbell, uh,
1: Tinkerbell dies? I, she she I, dies I, and then and then you have to like believe in fairies.
0: I guess, yeah, very similar. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that Tinkerbell is a weird form of Tulpa that is brought to life with just believing, right? Yeah. Um but let's start at the top. I know I kind of dove in, but I really wanted to bring back what is the, the first recorded quote-unquote experience uh, of of what some believe to be one of the earliest encounters of a man in black. I just want to
2: point out before I before we move on from the <laughs> okay. Salem witch trials. Uh, yes. Uh, it is it is known that Tituba later recanted her entire confession because she said I'm she assuming was torture. beaten and abused by, uh, I think, her master at the time.
0: Yeah, that uh, makes sense.
2: Reverend Paris, so like, you know, just put hey, it out there before everyone's like, the sale men in hey, black man. I refuse to believe this I refuse. It's
0: That's non- why I said at the beginning before I even said, hey, remember, men, you know, people were coerced into a lot of things uh beyond saying a lot of things that weren't true because they were being tortured. That are is, you are you kind there?
1: of are you kind of implying like that the men in black are kind of like thought police? There's also belief that they might even be time police. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> okay, so imagine you're Tichuba. You okay. come upon a bigfoot because Tichuba but was maybe you are. By her Imag- and imagine you were. Imagine oh you god. were.
2: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> okay. Imagine you were, and then you saw a bigfoot chilling with like a men in black. <laughs> this
2: is why no one woods. trusts the government because of this shit right just here. Just imagine. I'm imagine. just saying.
1: And then, and then. You have a secret. The guy comes and talks to you. He pulls out a silver thing from his pocket. He tells you to look right here. You go, bam. And then all of a sudden, you wake up and you're like, why did I say all that stuff? That's crazy. That would never happen. This must have right. been. They,
0: made, they meddled with the mind. And they made her blame her owner. Yeah. End of story. So, theories is what today is. It's a loosey-goosey episode. We're going to have some fun. And we're just going to start with the most boring, mundane theory of them all that men in black are nothing more than employees of the government. The U.S. government, yeah. The U.S. government. The theory that UFO knowledge and aliens are so important and so secretive that if word got out, society would fall into absolute chaos and dismay. That no one in our right minds beyond our true believers like myself and Alex and Jesse would probably be okay. That once alien knowledge came out, all world governments, all order of structure that we have on this planet would fall apart. And that we would no longer be able to push forward as a species because a lot of people's belief in religion and in God's would truly fall apart at the realization that you are not the only things that God made. That you are not special in the way that the Bible or whatever holy book you read has made you out to be. And so in an effort to keep people at least under some semblance of order and control, the government had created the secret wing of the government where the men in black operate out of that go out when they hear wind or word that somebody had an encounter, whether it be extraterrestrial. Sometimes it might have to do with reality reality bending events or, or uh, weird dreams or whatever, or cryptid encounters. And they are there to make sure that those people are kept so quiet. Moreover, the men in black are such an insane thing to describe. The way they look, the way they act, how they just showed up and stopped you. No one is ever going to fucking believe you. And you are just a crazy person to the normal public. They're ensuring that no matter what you say, even if it gets in the newspaper, it just becomes something that brushes over the collective conscience of society. And people move on with their lives. And we have seen that. With the release of UFOs, uh, videos, the government acknowledging it, and nobody giving two shits about it. Well, it's just because most people just don't
1: believe in aliens because the men in black have been doing such a good job been, all these they're years. They're
0: just so good at their job. They're so thorough. They Since got John to Proctor's without even realizing trial. it. It's Since... all because of Tichiba's trial. Tichiba wasn't wrong, trial.
2: She was just a witness. These false facts, witness? these false facts. She was only one of four witnesses, and the other four witnesses didn't tell as good a story. Her story was coerced. I will fight for Titcher, but until the day I die. <laughs> Tichwa did nothing
1: wrong. Honestly, I I believe the idea of them being, like if we're being serious, yeah. f- of, all the, of all the things that I've heard about men in black, the idea of there being like a very cocksure government agency that's totally mm-hmm. off the books that would like visit you. Like, look, the mob does this. You know what I mean? I've just been yeah. watching, I've just been watching that, uh, McMillions. Have you seen that? I have not. You you're, you guys are aware of what it is. It's like from 95 to 2001, there were like no legitimate winners of the Monopoly game at McDonald's. It was all like this weird, like mafia
0: plan. Oh, I vaguely remember something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, and so for that to happen, right. The mo- the mafia guy and the guy who was like getting the game pieces had to like, Organize this entire group of people all across the country theoretically who all would like play their part and do their thing and they would visit them regularly and like strung on them into doing exactly what they want and to me that's an effective way of getting something like this done and if you are let's say you are like in the majestic 12 like let's just say like yeah you're overseeing human alien relations and you can't Use the normal avenues of government for this because anything that you would do normally would be on record. You know what I mean. And all this
0: cannot be known. Yeah,
1: going even even doing something like, uh, you know, I've heard like the gas smell. You yep. know, like the
0: sulfur smell. Yeah, that the comes sulfur them. smell.
1: Like maybe it's like some type of, almost like how the scarecrow in Batman uses. Yeah, it's
0: more like an intimidation thing to make you feel sick to
1: get yeah. you get off your rocks. Yeah, and then, and then this guy balance. and then this guy shows up and he's like, listen yeah exactly I'll kill everyone you know if you don't do that like you know what I mean like (laughs) yeah that to me is very believable and it's the exact type of thing that like you run into a crazy person you know I'm from LA I see crazy people all the time on the street and stuff who like want to come talk to me maybe that's just me like I don't know why people want to come talk to me all the time but like so many people I could see who could theoretically be strong armed into something like this and it and it only serving to amplify their already paranoid beliefs you yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't have and, to be paranormal.
0: In th- no, exactly. Yeah, it actually serves the government better for people to believe it's paranormal because then it just muddies the water even further and makes it more difficult. If that's something we want to go with,
1: right? That Which doesn't leads. seem that doesn't seem like a little crazy to me. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's the same. It's the reason it's probably it's one of the most accepted theories. If you believe the Men in Black exist at all, is that they would be an arm of the government. Now it doesn't explain why they look so pale and they lack lips and eyebrows and they have no real joints and muscles they kind of just look like this like smooth skin but also that just you know who fucking knows if that's just something that's been kind of layered on top of the the, the myth as it is if you want to believe it but we're gonna actually dive over to dan Aykroyd from this point because this is the easiest jumping point to get into dan Aykroyd's encounter it's really a similar crazy. story
1: to uh so it's crazy. really a
0: similar story to what's his name right uh, oh, oh, uh, what, the, uh, from, from last episode.
1: I, I keep wanting to say Arnold Palmer, but I know that's not no, right. No, it's not Arnold that's Palmer. That's just a delicious beverage. because
0: he's not like, it's not what you might think, Jesse, and it might even be something even, even easier for someone to believe, but we're going to jump back into 2002. Dan Aykroyd in 2002 was working on a documentary for the sci-fi channel with a number of recognized names in the world of ufology, including Linda Moulton Howe, Stephen Greer, and John Mack. So and he wasn't totally coast to coast crazy AM. at this
1: time yet either. Like people didn't see him as
0: a crazy person yet. At no, this he, point. he was absolutely off. Like he was always Dan Aykroyd. He's Dan Aykroyd has always loved yeah, the he's UFO. He just been wasn't a little wacky. He, well, he, right. like, his whole family has loved it. But, but yeah, he's always but like, had like has, a no.
1: Hollywood reputation that he did not. totally... He was in like that movie with Sean William Scott around this time.
0: Right, uh, right, right. Evolution. Well, you know, he was going to be doing SNL this week or the the next week too. Because actually, the day this all happened, Aykroyd stepped outside to light a cigarette. He says. And he got a phone call, and it was Britney Spears who was calling him at the time to talk about the SNL episode they were going to be on together. <laughs> Fucking surreal. <laughs> right? Is that while he was on the phone, he said he turned and looked out onto 42nd Street in New York and noticed a black SUV with a tall man dressed in black, giving him a dirty look. Aykroyd turned away, but then did a double take within a matter of a second, and the car and the man were gone. Two hours after that, Aykroyd and the entire cast were then told that the show had been canceled completely and would never air. To this day, uh, at the time of this, uh, of me reading this particular article, which was in 2018, they were never given a reason why. They recorded eight episodes; they had been finished, but the ga- the show had been canned, and that was the end of it. The end. That was his Men in Black encounter. He saw him. He disappeared, and then a couple hours later, without a reason, Sci Fi canceled the show, just swallowed the money they spent, and moved on.
1: Which did happen. That did happen,
0: correct? Oh, they
2: meant they canceled Saturday Night Live. I was like,
0: Oh that's no, no, no! They canceled because he he was in the middle of recording. Uh, let me re- repeat: he was working on a documentary for right, Sci Fi right, right, Channel. Right, right. Yeah, and he had eight episodes done. They were almost done. They were ready to air. They were getting close to airing, but it got canned last minute after. What? And he, and, you know, this this coming two hours after he says he saw a man in black and a black UFO. Again, that that for me doesn't necessarily scream man in black. It screams closer to government <laughs> than anything else than something weird like an alien or some bizarre extra-dimensional creature. But that's why I tie the Dan Aykroyd thing into the government theory because that seems to fit the easiest. It doesn't, yeah. The
1: idea of an alien bullying someone into not looking into aliens seems stupid to me compared to a a human organization doing it.
2: I want to proffer an additional theory that maybe just the show was canceled and Dan Aykroyd was like, what's a great story to tell rather than say the show was canceled oh i saw a man in black just put it out there just put it out in the ether that maybe he lied maybe
0: it's still even if even if though even if he did lie and the man in black was not there he never saw him the st- the show still got weirdly abruptly canceled and left in the dust
1: do you know what it was covering as ufology well, like, was, a was a it like the Phoenix Ufology. Lights?
0: Was it like Uh well, I don't have any details. It just said they were working on a documentary for him, and that's that's the only details I have. God damn. Uh, I wish I I wish I knew him. I wanna
1: I wish I could if there's one person I wish I could like talk to about the paranormal and see how they, they reacted. Occurred. Yeah, because I wanna know if he's just like one of those guys that you just got to check out after a while, or if he's like... I would love to have him on the
0: podcast. Are you fucking kidding me? I would love Uh, to talk to him about it. Akron has also had two UFO encounters as well, both of them relatively positive, he claims. So, I don't know. It's weird. It's, It's definitely something interesting. But as brought up, you know, moving on, because we could linger on this all day, the next and second most accepted theory, before we start going into the nonsense is obviously men in black are a type of alien or an alien species working with the government or some sort of bio android that was created by alien technology that is working for them so you might be saying like alex said well why why would the aliens want to stop us from discovering or releasing this information and unfortunately the most accepted answer in this theory is nefarious that the aliens are trying to stop us from realizing because we are currently under their control where they're pets slash slaves slash useful idiots. And if we ever figure it out, we could retaliate or turn on them or no longer be useful to them. And it goes as far as Orgon energy, or our energy wouldn't be able to be harvested anymore to just simple as we're not ready and they don't want us to lose our minds not know, lo- knowing about them yet. And so the easiest way is through these weird intimidation tactics through the men in black. Now, are the men in black a particular species? Do they work with a particular type of alien? And there's no answer for that. We don't know. We have no idea if they work for anybody, if they're their own thing in this particular theory, only that it's similar to the government in that they want to keep us controlled as a populace. And so this is the easiest way to do it for them.
1: I just, it just seems like if I was an alien who could like make a biological android to do my bidding, like maybe my way of doing this would just like be to like go to Dan Eckroyd and like erase his brain. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like just, just like, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind him and be like or incept him like you don't want to do this anymore you should quit like why would you leave a story behind like that to tell
0: well I mean we have examples if you look at the abduct- abduction scenarios right the greys or whoever usually abducts us usually wipes that part of our memory but it's never a full wipe it's not like they remove the memory they kind of just paint over it they canvas over it or they, or they suppress it in some way because if you poke enough the memory comes back
1: reveries and
0: yeah it, Westworld. it's always I've never seen the show Westworld so trust me it's a huge spoiler okay great sweet <laughs> um but I mean that that so even if they did like it, there's no real guarantee it's just the way the brain handles thing and that kind of goes to the idea of like our brains a you know just a fleshy computer and you can't really we might be dealing with an operating system that doesn't mingle with our particular hardware if that makes sense that's and so true they're doing they're doing their best to try and keep us calm, but like our brain just cannot comprehend what the hell is happening. We're too stupid. We're we're still low on the evolutionary ladder. We just haven't evolved far enough.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's wild. Like, have you seen that woman counting? Who it's like, they're like, count to 10, and she's like, one, two, three, and then like touch her brain, and she's like, uh, no, and then they take what? it off, and she's like seven, eight. No, I have not. Or, or what? recently, or recently, this woman, the violin. Yeah. yeah, the the violin woman. Did you see that? No. What is this? The doctors woman? had her so with brain surgery. A lot of the time, you don't go under for it because they need to kind of like track
0: to oh, make yeah, sure yeah, okay. that you're
1: not like fucked forever. Yeah, so watching. She me. really. She's a. She's a concert violinist so she okay. she was really serious about not losing her ability to play the violin through mm-hmm. this brain surgery so dead ass they literally draped the thing over her head and she was like alright and just started like playing the violin throughout the whole surgery so that if they like touch the wrong place and she's just started like fucking up mm-hmm. the violin yeah they could like fix it
0: wow that's wild that's cool though brain is weird dude the brain is fascinating I'm just
1: saying if, if it's hard to imagine the brain as
0: a computer like it is because it's it's not really one, right? It's just the closest comparison we have because you know we're trying to repu- replicate it with computers I mean, in our it's own a processor, way. processor, right? Like... Yeah, exactly. Well, that actually goes to cross cross promo for your Cox and crendor. Didn't you guys recently just talk about the nature of reality and uh,
2: yeah, kind of? I mean, the conversation started on Twitter when people were talking about whether you talk to yourself in your own head. And mm, oh, that's how right. and- Eric talks to himself and has like real conversations in his head, and I have never had that. Not really? Have I ever been like, "Hey, Jesse, what do you think we should do about this thing?" Well, I even, don't know,
0: not even like not even subconsciously, but never on purpose either. Like you've actively been like, "I, I make even a voice." Tried.
2: So I was taking uh, garbage to the to the to the dump, uh, the dump, literally down the the like. And so I was taking garbage out, and I was uh, actively trying to do that. And I said in my head, "Okay, Jesse, what do we need to do next?" And then I blanked. It was like a blank. I Whoa, actively really? tried, and then nothing. It was like, and nothing. Happened. I can do it. I can. I can like yeah, do, I can it do it for it. the.
1: I can do it for the bit, but my brain absolutely does not work that way.
2: Yeah, I, and I, I wonder if it has to do with uh, over time. I, I think because a lot of people I talk to who are like this um it's not that they aren't thinking it's that Mm -hmm. they're thinking so quickly that they're trying and i wonder if it has to do with things like for example with alex uh timing and comedy and Mm. um improv like where it's don't think about it just go and so well i guess it's true like like, get it out and so you don't have the time to ponder meanwhile Crendor. He's talking about how like he gets on a plane and has a 45 minute conversation about oh, no. how he's going to die terribly and I'm like I get on a plane and fall asleep. Like, oh yeah, I don't I don't have it like difference. that.
0: Yeah. I'm closer to you where like it's why I stumble so much because I talk faster than I can think. Like as the words are coming like coming out of my mouth it's like me trying to take my thoughts and just form sure. them into a sentence and it just ends up jumbled. But I, I definitely don't have like 45 minute conversations with myself. But occasionally I'll I'll have like a quick banter or something but
2: yeah, well, I think it goes down to why I don't also – like, I have a lot of friends and peers who suffer from, like, traumatizing anxiety. They <laughs> – it, it really destroys a lot of their functionality during the day. And me, I do not understand it. Like, I support them. I don't I, – I've never gotten it mm. because I don't have like, – I, I guess I just assume everything will be fine – and so, brain-wise, I I'm not like stressed about stuff because I don't think about it. And maybe that's also a problem where I don't think about <laughs> See, it. See, yeah, the other
0: way, I have that anxiety where I will, I will take a problem and I will rip at, rip it apart and like play out every scenario that could possibly go wrong before I act on it. Which is why I'm always so fucking nervous all the time. <laughs> but what
1: if the idea of aliens coming to this planet and visiting us was so scary that your brain, instead of just talking to itself. Created a man who visited you. Well, that's exactly. Well,
0: that's but that's the thing. That's what that's what the tulpa idea is, and we're gonna we're gonna get to that. So,
2: and this this goes to. There's another thing that we talked about online, which is about visualizing stuff in your brain and how Mm -hmm. the, the the online like I think the tweet was like visualize an apple, and like just think about an apple in your head. What do you see? And there was a chart, and it was like, do you see a full, lush, red yeah, yeah. apple? And it went all the way down to sort of the geometric shape of an apple. And for me, I don't even see the geometric shape of an apple. I
1: know Only what when you an close apple your is. eyes.
2: Like if I close my eyes and I try my hardest, I cannot visualize an apple. I see the backs of my eyelids, right?
1: I mean,
0: I, I guess I do too, but I also know, like, I can. Well, I can also thing. like imagine I know a perfect the apple.
2: I know the concept of an apple. I know what that apple's supposed to look like, but there are people who are just like, "Oh, I see it. I visualize that apple, and it's delicious." So this is, and so I wonder if cause... those are the people who are more susceptible to than seeing like a dude show up in their backyard, oh, right. like that kind well, of thing.
0: I'm actually interested in asking: Do you, have you ever directed at, at Jesse, like like behind the camera, directed anything small?
2: Sure, but I have the I have the vision of what I want it to look like,
0: right in your like, head, right?
2: But it's not like um. It's it's more. I don't want to say mathematical. I don't it's do like,
1: it. I, I don't do it
2: like by choice. Yeah, I like see. I know what I want it to be. I know the vibe I want. I know kind of like where I want things to to, to be set up and stuff. But I don't have like the what grand about? map of it all. I'm not like Spielbergian, where I I've already planned the movie in my head, so I know. Yeah. I don't have that. It's weird. Um.
0: And what about you when you play D and D? Because that's a lot up here too.
2: Sure, but I write I write everything down. Mm. and that's fair and yeah the other way i
0: i'm just i'm an on-the-spot gm who just kind of like i can see it in my head and so i can like i have the camera directed as i'm playing it and like i can see all this stuff happening
2: well i also know what i want it to be versus yeah, what how like how i see things going i don't know mm. i never no, it's cool I, I don't it's, it's fascinating
0: that, it all boils the down problem to of
2: thought i guess
0: I'm, I'm, it still I'm boils covered. down to how brains how do they work right yeah. And 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 the idea of Men in Black and them being aliens and stuff, kind of rewinding back there, uh, kind of leaping from the government idea. And we're going to go in a little bit, sticking with the aliens. We actually talked a little bit about the this in the first episode as well, when you brought up injured cold, with the idea of them not actually being government workers. In fact, they're more alien hunters. What? Like <laughs> so predators? There's, th- there's a theory out there. And, the, and that injured Cold is, in fact, a man in black. And that he is one of many of a species that people have mistaken for men in black. They don't actually exist. They're just a, te- a separate alien species altogether. And that the men in black are here for something along the lines of, say, the Mothman. And that the Mothman is a creature that doesn't belong here on Earth. And that they are here specifically to hunt down these creatures and get them off the planet or get them off world and, and make us safe. And to deal with that and deal with the people who have met up with them. They encountered them, try to stop them from pursuing it any further. That it's not something they should worry about and don't worry about it. And that they're going to take care of it, et cetera, et cetera. That is a theory as well. That, uh, that kind of like is a sub theory under the alien theory. And Injured Cold was there specifically hunting for the moth men because they're not Mothman, they're not men They're just another alien species that have found themselves on Earth,
1: like Dennis Rodman.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. Dennis Rodman.
1: Yeah, exactly. That math teacher, Elvis. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. All the men in black, you know, things that <laughs> run Michael across Jackson that board. At the end, I believe was yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly, that, exactly. A good,
1: that joke aged really
0: well. <laughs> <laughs> um. However, I, I find it that one the most silly. Injured, cold. Himself, and as we talked about the Mothman in general, like that was a you know, there's so many different ways you could explain most Mothman sightings of the past, and obviously, as technology got better, the photoshopping of it all in the future. The last one, before we worry really go into uh the Tulpa and like the last layer, is the idea that they are in some way time police, that they are here to ensure that any meddling, that UFOs or uh aliens that are coming through and visiting, they're not from other worlds. That they are, in fact, from other times. This this feeds into the idea that aliens aren't aliens, and that reality and time is something we truly do not understand, and that we are that these aliens are coming in from another time, and they are do, and that the Men in Black are kind of the counterbalance to that, to try and stop them from fucking with this place too much. It also kind of links into that alien hunter idea, uh, but in a different in a different way, and that UFOs are unnatural, and these little these aliens that we're meeting are are not aliens, but more hyper-evolved species from thousands of years in the future. And that's what they're here for as well. Again, not a lot on that theory out there, but there's that theory.
1: I like that. I mean, look, it's... I don't believe it, but I like it. Yeah,
0: but it's fun, Yeah, right? I like it's it. a fun, yeah. you can make a story out of it, TV show, book, comic, whatever. It's, it's is a, a good concept, things. yeah. Yeah. However, the one that is... Philosophically most intriguing, and the one we talked about a little bit already, is the idea that they are tulpas, mythical entities, dimension hoppers, a creation of the collective unconscious, that that men in black merely exist because, one, we were kind of made aware of them on a mass scale in the early 50s, and that that thought seed was planted into everybody who read about it in their mind. As time went on, and then we got movies and comics... It became even more prominent in our minds in that if you believe in the Tulpa and the creation of these entities or thought creatures or thought beings, that we sort of created them. That they weren't real, but because so many people believed that they were real, they sort of became real. That they've manifested themselves, that we created them, and they've kind of separated and become this thing. And that's why so many are so different, that the encounters are so different. Like killer clowns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, kind of like Killer class. <laughs> Um Yeah, that they're so that this is that running theme because we all believe that the Men in Black at the very least do X, Y, and Z, but the details, both physically, like their smell, the way they talk, the way they threaten, or sometimes don't, are all variables because they're not really a cohesive creature. They were created out of our own thoughts, and now that they kind of exist in our reality or in our plane. It could be just the brain projecting, right? That they might actually be there, but the brain is saying that they're there. And so long as the brain says that they're there, they are now there for us because that is how reality is interpreted. Have you heard of this
1: book, The Selection Effect? No. No. I don't really know that much about it because I, I, only, did, I only read over this glancingly, but it's about... I'm going to read the Kindle thing. It says The Selection Effect is explores a personal training process that allows consciousness to influence real world physical events in ways that cannot be attributed to brain activity alone, like physical effects on the physical world, uh, by, by focusing your consciousness. Uh, and I, I don't exactly know exactly what that means in a, in a way that I could explain it to you fully, but I know that the guy sat there and pressed space bar for like a million times Mm -hmm. to like create, a situation where something would happen, and and he would, and there's like researched in the book and stuff. It's by a guy called Herb
0: Mertz. And, and can you just reiterate one more time what like the what's the book about? It's about not.
1: Yeah, it's it's mind interacting with matter. So gotcha. he basically went on a journey like himself to figure this out, and he created a random event generator mm-hmm. uh, that he like was able to influence by. Focusing on it with his consciousness.
0: Interesting. That sounds like an interesting read, even if I don't believe any of that stuff of what he said. But <laughs> like, affecting your like physicality with your mind, I don't understand how you would go about that.
1: Influencing an outcome, influencing a range of outcomes. It's, Just by thinking about it? Yeah, it's and, like a, and focusing on it. It's like almost like Schrodinger, but like. Well,
0: that kind of sounds like the, the, the idea of chaos magic, right? Or yes. The secret. Yes. Like that kind of thing. Yes. Where you focus your reality to be something and it becomes that way.
1: Yeah, it's like the baby steps to like the idea of... You can of,
0: say that Illuminati is successful because we so heavily wanted it to be successful. It's because of C-Day. So we made, it, we made it our reality.
1: It's because of C-Day that we're doing so much better on listens exactly.
0: now. Exactly. Jesse, I think, rolled his eyes like three times during that whole conversation. Well,
2: I, I, it's always... What is it? It's that mind over matter that like... Of course. Uh, if you can perceive it, you can achieve it. Like that kind of slogan and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, sure, I always think that... Conceptually, that's fine. I don't know that there's any evidence that like you can will something to exist, but I think if you focus enough energy on it, I think there's a, yeah, I mean on a base level, fine.
0: <laughs> that's fine. fine. I'll, I'll take it dude. Cause we're about to go metaphysical here. So you oh, kind of have to like oh, deep breath. So what if men in black and more than that, maybe even on a broader spectrum, aliens or ghosts and all this stuff, What if they're not what we believe them to be? And more than they're just tulpas, what if there's an entity, greater or is reality, that we cannot see that exists and that when we do these things, we are kind of bringing this entity in some fashion into our reality. Like Freddy... Yes, like Fred. It's like Freddy. Yeah. Freddy, the, but he is also the all knowing entity in that he is existing in all things. Right. What I guess you would consider God or just some sort of entity that we cannot perceive. And when we do these things, when we, when we see aliens or these creatures know of it, it's more of like a slice of this entity's consciousness being brought into our world. And that's why they're so fucking weird because they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on or how to operate in such a way, uh, like dimension hopping or, or reality crossing. That's another theory that's out there that these that that Men in Black and on a on a broader scale, aliens and stuff are kind of this slice off of this all-knowing entity. And even broader still, there's the belief some some believe that humans are also part of that. Like we are merely little pieces of this greater consciousness that is here to exist and in uh, experience three-dimensional life as an experience for this particular entity. Um, which kind of rolls into reincarnation, some religions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which you can kind of see how all that ties in. Um, but that's another one as well. Uh, that 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 these things are just a slice off of something greater. Mm-hmm. And that and that you know that goes into like psychedelics and and trying to see beyond and, and perceiving things that our brain can't even perceive. Don't shake your head, Jesse. Don't shake oh, your head. I'm ready for this.
2: <laughs> I love this stuff. This it's always so funny to me that it just seems like. Someone got really high one day and they are just like, <laughs> beyond But that's man, what's so fascinating
0: spirits. about psychedelics is like, it's just your brain seeing different shit, right? Like what, like psilocybin mushrooms or whatever, just flood your brain with the dream chemical. Something that your brain creates naturally, sure. it just fucking oh, yeah. floods it.
2: I think, I think all of this relating to the brain is fascinating. I, I think. That's, I agree. I think the possibility of like, I unlocked an alternate reality. I don't know if that's true, but I love the fact that, you know. Birds and shrimp can see colors we can't see. Like, there's stuff that we can't perceive that I think is it's interesting to think about when you say, like, oh, I unlocked a part of my brain. I saw some Bro, Oh, yeah. I believe that definitely can happen. I just am am over here like and then you (laughs) unlock the fifth dimension. I don't know about that. Oh
1: but
0: (laughs) Listen, dude, the men in black have to come from somewhere, man. They gotta they have to come from somewhere. It's
1: just interesting to think about the fact that the deeper you go into psychedelics, the craziness of how similar everyone's experiences on them are, like the yes. the amount sure. of similarities, the way that you can almost like guide someone through it. There is some sort of element to our brain chemistry or to the way that we formulate thoughts that we don't fully understand, the way that we can communicate with each other in a second, huge pieces of information. It's so... Un, imperceptible to us and yet our brain does it I, I, I just feel like the power of the brain is very very vast and the idea that like if you know about men in black and you're already paranoid and and you know you learn something like I can see how I could see how it could happen I could see how you could experience it even if it didn't happen for real or if it did happen you know maybe it's like it doesn't matter if it's real
0: well, it's similar to in the fact that I, there's a lot of reports of people who, who go on mushrooms or do they do uh, uh, what was it, ayahuasca? What's the drink? Sure. Yeah. I can't remember. That's it. But a lot, whatever it is, like those things where they bring in. there's a lot of people who see very, like you said, similar stuff. And on top of that, like there's people who see a lot of your typical classic gray type aliens in those bizarre realities of big almond eyes and gray skin and expressionless lips it's weird. It's really weird, but it's fascinating. I'm not saying it's aliens, and I'm not saying it's definitely these extra-dimensional creatures, but it is fascinating that there's this through-line in a lot of these things. And whether that's because it's already in our consciousness in some way or, or or something else or what whatever you want to believe, it's still just absolutely interesting to to see these things. And the Men in Black, you know, while the, the first episode was much more rooted in reality, unfortunately, once we leave that part... The men in black become much more nebulous in what they actually are. There's very sure, little out sure. there on them beyond just wild theories. So with all of that said, beyond just little things like maybe they're a cryptid or just like little theories that are more or less kind of forgotten. Those my boys are the major theories on who and what the men in black are. Everything from Satan, Satan's right hand men from the old days to government workers, aliens, alien hunters, time police, or tulpas, entities, extra-dimensional hoppers. Men in black, one thing's for sure. People claim believe that they exist. They're there to stop you from from spilling secrets. But whether they actually exist or not is something we still don't know and perhaps never will.
1: It's really, like, a thing that is fascinating because it really could be the key to all of this stuff that we experience. Like, the idea that your brain can do things, like, the way, like... I mean, think about the placebo effect for a second. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how crazy is that? How insane is The fact is that the you can do effect?
0: nothing but your brain thinks you are, so it makes it real. You
1: can take a drug that's not actually the drug and get the effect of the drug. Do you know what I mean? That's true. You like that's not something that's like debatable. Like, that happens. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't think mm-hmm. it at first and now we believe it. And to me, that's, you know, the more you know, like, why is it that people who know a lot about aliens always see aliens is because, you know, I, they know what to look for. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's an overactive imagination so much as it is this sort of like self-fulfilling prophecy that you kind of create by like quantum physics almost. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. hard
0: to think about. And like the things about like Tulpas and like these spiritual beings, these are hundreds and thousands of year old ideas. Like these have been around forever. They're not new. And so Thinking of like a man in black just be like you said, kind of just being brought in through consciousness or thought or whatever kind of being made real. It's possible. It's possible that the brain believes that they're seeing what they're seeing. I mean, night terrors, right? Like people who wake up with night terrors who see things in their room, Sure. whether it's not there, it's not really there, but it's there for them. And sometimes it's all that matters for the effect of staying silent or scaring yourself quiet to happen. It could be these people don't want to talk about it, and they're looking for an excuse not to, and so they conjure up this person to tell them never to talk about it.
1: And is that now like even if it's just a thought, a common thought that everybody has, you know, mm-hmm. like is that not encrypted itself? Like, right. If you go on SCP, aren't there like viral thoughts that infect the well, so, populace? Uh,
0: there's like how many times have we had crimes committed in the names of fake monsters?
1: That's what I mean. Or, like, just, like, look at, like, uh what's his name? The the stupid, uh like, political, what's his name? The, like, Reddit thing that all the, like, oh super right-wing, like... You know, QAnon? Yeah, QAnon. Like, people are acting on the things that they are understanding off of this, even though there's nothing there.
0: Even, even after it's been provably, like, false over and over and over and over and over and over again, if they believe they're just going to keep going because that's what they think is real. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. It, what's fun about men in black, I kind of realized is like it really boils down to the idea of reality and the nature of thought and, and what you believe is actually in existence. So it's always it's just rare ahead.
1: to imagine something paranormal that shows up that's like, don't believe in this shit. Like, yeah, you know, that's a really unique element of the men in black mythos.
0: And, and obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot of them that are, are, you know, cry wolf kind of deals where people are just saying it for the sake of saying it. But there's enough out there that aren't that, in my opinion, that at least lead credence to a government spooks might be out there trying to shut you the fuck up. And that's the end of it, you know? Yeah. But boys, that was the two-parter on Men in Black, the reality and the supernatural in two separate parts. I can't believe we've been babbling for like almost an hour already. And I'm just like, there's so I love much it. you could just. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Uh, it was good to get back into the alien world again, too. It had been much, much, much too long. Uh, but that was a good time.
1: And real talk, pour one out for Tichiba. That was some bullshit. That whole... Nothing <laughs> yeah, pisses absolutely. me off more than the Salem Witch Trials. Like, reading about it. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh my they're God. Awful.
0: It's the worst. P- humans suck, dude, in the name of religion. Yeah. Humans fucking yeah, suck. Yeah, dude, it They're suck. the absolute worst. Um, but hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Next... I don't know who's next. All three of us have stuff cooking for for because I still got that big one that we're working on, but Alex is almost done. Jesse's got something he's working on. We got a lot coming down the pipeline. Um also big shout out on on the podcast to Tim for uh creating that fan game, the Chiluminati fan game. Axolotl uh, Axol Studios. Studios. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. Uh it's free to play. It's like it's like a Chiluminati Pod Maniac Mansion. It's great. Yeah, it's um, very fun, it's very fast. Thank you, thank you again for that for that special second anniversary gift. We love you very much for it. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So we're gonna wrap up here. Thank you, boys, for joining me and let me take you down the insane route for for another couple of episodes. Hell yeah, you guys my wanna, guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you guys enjoyed it, leave us a review. We are now at like almost 1,100 like reviews on iTunes. We still have that five star rating. We love you guys for that. Uh, if you want, we got merch. We got new merch in the works. We got merch already up there for sale. So grab it while you can over at the Yeti. And if you want to talk to us, you can do so on Twitter. Uh, Jesse Cox for Jesse. Mathis Games for myself. Faciane A for Alex. And if you just want to yell at the Chiluminati podcast as a whole, Chiluminati pod on Twitter and the Chiluminati pod subreddit. We've got some reader stories coming up soon too. So if you got stories, feel free to throw them out. Just give us the okay to read them on the podcast. And I think that's it for the shilling. I think. Thank you all for watching, listening, We'll see you soon.
2: Bye. Bye. (laughs) Stay fly. Shout out to Abigail Williams.